All right, what's going on? It is WLR getting up in that ass one more time. We are on a roll here in the summer of Striz, ladies and gentlemen. He can't remember. At least that's what it says there. But the guy has the mind of an elephant. And an elephant never forgets. He can't remember. At least what is what is this going on every week? Mecha Godzilla is, is trapped in a time vortex. We're getting we're getting the feedback loop is hitting. The hell's going on with it's the a world? Grounded Vinda loop. Jeez. Well, there it's gone now. That's it. You guys don't get to hear me twice to to the dismay of many who would love to just hear my voice on repeat over and over again. What's going on? It is WLR right here on uh, uh, HMG. And of course, the PW Hustle Networks. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? What's going on? And, and I'm joined by the guy, by the way, just in case you didn't know. Of course, you know that I'm BRV, Billy Ray Valentine, Mecca G. All right. Billy the Kid, bang, bang, coming in. Come, I'll, t- I'll tell you where I'm coming later at the end of the show. But my guy is here today. He has a PhD in NXT, ladies and gentlemen. He is the God of Thunder. That dude right there. V. That's me. Uh, How you doing? I'm good, man. You froze up there for a second. I probably am freezing up right now. But fuck it. I'm going to roll with it in hopes that the internet catches up. You're anyway. good, you're good, man. Good, good, good to be back here in the locker room, guys. I feel like we've got a routine on our hands now. Like we're 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 now doing this like every week, and uh, it's pretty fucking cool. It's good to be back, and uh, good to have basically Colin in the chat right now. But uh, yeah, get hop up in there. But remember the rule: sexy people only. Only the sexiest people, which is why Colin Wysong is always in the chat because he is very sexy. He's a very sexy man, and of course. V. Andrew Bello being the sexiest, without a doubt. Even Obviously. wearing a Met hat, he is still super <laughs> sexy. It's incredible. Please intro the man, sir. Oh, most definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us this evening, he is the main event. <laughs> he comes to us from the island of Rhode by way of the Denver airport. He stands at six feet, 6.6 inches tall, <laughs> weighing in at an unbelievably svelte 600. And 66 pounds. All biceps. There they are. He is the master of the massive memories, the connoisseur of the colossal kajungas, and the hunker of huge hooters. Yeah, it's Triple H. He's sexy. No, not Triple H. He's stranglery. I'm stranglery. Strangler <laughs> Steve <laughs> Cat- <laughs> Ah, voice crack. I That's all right. I got no breath on that one. I'm sorry. Welcome to Beauty. <laughs> Still going through. We knew it was 36. about to happen, brother. Congratulations. <laughs> They're going to start noticing. Maybe your body's going to start growing a little bit of hair in places where oh you weren't. Oh my really god! If I've, if things start for. growing anymore, we're going to have to find new oh, sorts of pants. <laughs> it's going to get. You're going to find out that you might start looking at girls a little bit differently right, too. Right, so. right, it took them a while, but the boys growing. Girls yeah, yucky. That's right, I got there eventually. <laughs> all right boys what's going on so what's going on guys we got quite a bit to talk about the wrestling world went crazy we had forbidden door forbidden it is absolutely forbidden uh but but it was it was good i want to talk about forbidden door for a little bit with you guys uh and of course the news around the professional wrestling world we might touch on something else depending on what happens your 
shout outs and your comments and your complaints. We will do all of that here on WLR. But before your complaints, my complaints uh, take priority. All right. And what do you have to WWE complain about? For what they did to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. All right. And second, freaking CM Punk. Ladies and gentlemen, so let's go to the piece of filth that blocked me on Twitter years ago, and I clearly have not gotten over it. All right, let's let's talk about the guy. So the man comes back. Hey, and listen, I think he's been doing good work. I don't I don't know about Collision. I didn't watch, but neither did most of America, and and shall I say, neither did a lot of the people that watched initially. Like we said here on WLR, and and we say this on the Hustle often, but hey, we hate to say that we told you so. But we told you so. All right. It's a, a, a sharp drop in the ratings for Mr. CM Punk and Collision. They did uh, just just a bit over 500,000 viewers, supposedly, or close to 600,000. That is not a lot. And this is what they should expect nine times out of 10 on a Saturday time slot. If they start pulling 800,000 on a Saturday consistently, I'll be impressed. And that's not saying much. But I'll be impressed. Maybe it is saying much. I don't know. But anyway, what happened here is um, Mr. Uh, the King of Profession Wrestling, the, the guy that can change, uh, you know, the landscape of any company, Mr. CM Punk, who all this trouble, we bank up the Brinks truck for him, even if, you know, he, well, you know what I got to say, he beat up the Young Bucks and, and the Young Bucks probably had it coming. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. So what am I to say? Bells, what's going on? We're going to you first. Yeah. I, I mean, th- go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think it's just sort of the nature of punk and the the way that he does things and the way that his storylines have worked historically. Like, all right, he gave us the big promo and like kind of the cool moment with Joe not that long ago. So we're good for a while. Like, he's not going to give us anything fucking spectacular. And when he does, the Twitters will tell us about it. So it's like, you know, everyone tunes in for the big return and blah, blah, blah. And then. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of that. I mean, it's just kind of the nature of the game. Like in three months, he'll do or say something either backstage or in storyline or whatever it is that'll get everyone, you know, you know, panties in a twist, I guess. Right. And oh, and right. and then we'll be talking about it again. But until said time, he's just going to he's just not that exciting. Right. Like he doesn't do anything particularly exciting in the ring. He cuts one of these promos every so often. But there's only so many times we can go back to the pipe bomb. Well, right. Like. You're still a guy who's very much working within all these systems that you claim to be fighting against. And we all know that you're getting paid handsomely to do so. So it kind of like at a certain point, he's going to have to find a different angle to come at this. Um, Otherwise, it's just going to get diminishing returns, which we're seeing now. Totally agree. And I think that's what we're going to continue to see. I think, in my opinion, the Strizz was on top of this from the beginning and called everything that was going to happen. And lo and behold... It has happened. What is up, Striz? What is going on? Hey. Welcome to your show, first Thanks. of all. And, and second, give us your thoughts. What's up, man? Well, I agree with everything Bello just said. Like People will just check to see the train wreck the first week because that's just how it is. And, you know, people are usually out Saturday nights or they're watching like a live baseball game or basketball or whatever's on TV. They're not going to wrestling at 8 o'clock at night on a Saturday. So, <clears throat> historically, wrestling has been like the late night show. If they put that show on for one hour on Saturday nights at 11 o'clock, you probably get a ton of people to tune in for it. Like people come back from their movie and dinner and they, they catch, you know, like I said last week, the state tick, the highlights on Sports Center. Now it's 11 o'clock. It's like, well, you know what? Let's, let's watch that one hour. 
and they just put you know their top names on for an hour, just even if they're just wrestling enhancement talent, just get them on TV doing promos to set up for your Wednesday show or whatever pay per view is coming up. You don't need to have tons of angles, but everything that Tony Khan books has got 35 run-ins every night. So, you know, no one's sitting there with their slide rule trying to figure out, you know, where is this match going? Where's that match going? It's not a casual fan's style of wrestling. It's a very much you need to pay attention because if you blink, you're going to miss it. Like the first three years that he had TV, if you didn't watch the shit that wasn't on TV, it was just on YouTube. You had no clue what was going on in the TV state uh, on the TV show. Right, like all the uh, being of the elite crap. If you didn't see any of that, half of the angles you you don't understand because they go right into them as if they're everybody's watching it and they're they're not. Right, and now that um, Collision's lost literally over a third of the initial, you know, eyeballs that are on the product. How do you keep it hot? My uh, suggestion would be officially turn CM Punk heel. Go and make him a heel and go out there and if you're going to talk shit, talk shit about everybody. Talk shit about the fans. Talk shit about Tony Khan. Talk shit about wrestling, even WWE. No matter what it is, talk shit about it so that we can finally find somebody to shut this motherfucker up. Hmm. And let that yeah. person be like either Kenny Omega or we can make some a new baby face perhaps. Or you know, finally that can be the thing where Adam Page finally is a breakout star where he's like, fuck you. You know, you made your living in this industry while, you know, knocking it for the last however many years. You know, maybe he could be the guy, but, you know, they need to create some new baby faces anyway. So why not at least try to do that off of Punk's back while he's over there getting, I think it's like five million bucks a year, which is like, I mean, I can't even imagine what that is per week, like $60,000 a week, something like that. So like, you know, that's what I would do with him. Yeah. I like that. I like that angle because maybe that is like kind of the new interesting way Punk tries to attack this is not only can he be a heel in AEW, but can he be a heel at the level to where he can even get these fucking marks to fucking hate him? Because, you know, everyone loves a heel these days. Like, can he get real heat even with the AEW fans? That would be kind of cool. Our problem is, is that if he ends up doing some shit like that. He's putting Jungle Boy over. So it's not like there's a fucking real pot of gold at that's the end of I'm, this rainbow. What, what, what do you mean he's putting Jungle Boy over? Because that's because who they're going to push. Guy, that's, who, right? that's who they oh. would pluck from the fucking right. gaggle of morons they've got like, back there and be like, who's our, yeah, who's our Rey Mysterio baby would, face? It would probably, that's him. Now that that's who they that, got. It probably would be somebody like Darby Allen. Could be him. You know, like, but I mean, they've already invested millions upon millions of dollars into the kid having just hiring and paying Sting $3 million a year to be in his corner, has it worked? I, yeah. I, maybe, maybe not. There's an argument in either case, but I, overall, financially speaking, I can't say it was a sound investment. But, you know, when Sting is gone, does Darby Allen take the persona like that's that big in the business? Does he become an icon? I don't, I don't oh. see it. Right. But, uh, you know, and, and here's another problem with turning punk heel is that your two biggest stars are MJF and Punk. They're both humongous heels. That's the real problem in the babyface department. You know, neither show has anybody that can stand up to either two of these guys on the microphone. No, I think I... I oh, Stris, you're there? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I I agree with Bells, and I was, I was just about to say that. You know, um, you, make, you make CM Punk the biggest heel. Who are you going to make off of him? Tony Khan is going to say, well, Jungle Boy. Right, they're all gonna sit around, and Jungle Boy is gonna be, you know, Jack Perry, 
that guy. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do that or or pockets. You know, one of the two. Oh, pockets is going around freaking God. beating everyone. Everyone put him up against Okada. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Make him make Okada tap out. And we're going to talk about Danny, uh, Brian Danielson. And, and that's another thing. Brian Danielson is in this company. At one time, the hottest property in professional fucking wrestling. And somehow, they've managed uh, to make him inconsequential, for the most part. Um, they've had three of the hottest properties that right. were all hot properties. That were, Chris Jericho, iconic yeah, guy. One of the hottest properties at one point. Yeah, uh, uh, Moxley, one of the hottest properties at one time. But regardless of what you think of his in-the-ring abilities or lack of abilities, hot, hot property at one time. Daniel Bryan was a fucking WrestleMania main eventer, winning the belt, you know, beating Triple H and Batista in the same night at WrestleMania to get the belt. You know, after that big, big push. Now all three of them. Yeah, yeah. even Omega to to an extent, he was about as hot as anybody outside of the right, major right, WWE right. was, and right. and they they brought him over and they kind of slow rolled putting the belt on him, and it it did they not waited pay too off. Long. Yeah, yeah in the long I run. agree with them not doing it right away, but they waited too long. Yeah, there, there's that sweet spot of right. if it doesn't happen now, we're gonna miss it on that. Like Billy Ray says about Cody not getting that belt at Mania, and if not to change subjects completely, but Don't I have to figure say, I know me, I said, I'm, I'm about to go off straight. I know how I said that. By the time he gets there at next Mania, he'll be even hotter. Right. I officially retract. He's that. not getting there. He, he ain't getting there. Not happen. And if he does get there, he won't. It won't be the same. I agree with you. Uh, I think he's overachieving right now. I'm still impressed that he's able to have this. And we're talking about Cody Rhodes now that he's able to have this amount of, of people behind him at this point in time after the booking he's, he's received. I am very impressed at this point. We still have to get to Mania. So if he gets to Mania and, and he actually pulls this off, I agree with Striz. I don't think it's going to be the same. I agree with Bells. I, I don't think it's going to be the same, but I'd, I'd still like to see it. Bells, what's up? I saw are, are, they, are they Daniel Bryaning us with, with Cody Rhodes? I mean, like, Man, it, it, it feels is, like it, right? Is it like, Daniel Bryaning if we're aware we're being Daniel Bryaned? Yeah, because we and, were aware we were being Daniel Bryan when we were being Daniel Bryan. Most of the smart marks were aware. That's of it. probably true. Yeah. yeah. So, so yes, it is. We, being aware is part of being Daniel. But Bryan. it's like it's now a strategy. Mm -hmm. Think about this. Like the the storytelling art form of professional wrestling has now gotten to the point to where the marks are quote unquote smart enough to where they can just poorly book a character not make them go through any storyline real trauma although they do sort of along the way just poorly but the fact that we know that all of this bullshit is just being heaped on this character because we like him we ultimately then buy into the character even more and then <laughs> their shitty ass storytelling gets rewarded by them finally putting this belt on this guy and we all fucking lose our minds no, it's I, just, I, it's very weird how it's all kind of meditized itself. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Uh, back to AEW, right? So uh, uh, Brian Danielson is also a heel, right? He's right. also, and, and he's one that can be used as a face in order to, to but, but, you know, we don't need to make these guys, right? Oh, yeah. What is going on with Danielson? He's in this combat club thing. Is, combat club. Right? Yeah. What, what the fuck? It, it was Cesaro, Moxley, Danielson. And Will are you? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't and, know who that what last guy is, but how is this not like the coolest faction in the world? Like, how do I? How does my dad not know who they are already? Like, they're that's... a pretty cool faction, though. I kind of dig that. <laughs> I, I I like the faction. Um, I I wasn't um big on Wheeler Yuta. Uh, he can't talk to save his soul. 
he's pretty good in the ring, though. And I think they've done a good job. He's average. He's average at best. Well, there you go. That's from Strizz, bro. He's average. And, and I'm not I'm not going to challenge you on that. Uh, I, I'm okay Smart. with him. I've seen I, 10 I guys him. like that just hanging out in wrestling yeah. schools. What he does is absolutely nothing special. I, I used to hate him. I, not hate him, but I was I really mean, like, listen, to me, if you're going to put somebody in as the fourth in that group, they should be really fucking like blowing my doors off, whether I know their name or not. Like, well, I the, should, the whole I, point <laughs> was, right, that they were trying to elevate somebody, and I think they did with Wheeler Yuta. Like, I mean, they didn't elevate him to a point that he's a main eventer or anything, but he's over with the people now. It kind of gave him some respectability. So it, it, at least it worked with me. Because now he's I see the personality of a fucking bottle cap. He does, bro. That's the thing. He does, but um, but he's better than where he started, you know. So I, I I'll take it. Um, and and uh, I like seeing his in ring work. I think it's all right. I, I don't think you know, but but uh, I'm not challenging Strizz on this because I I really don't have a good argument. Um, but uh, but yeah, like regardless of that, so they're gonna go back to Jungle Boy, right? Who and they had Jungle Boy, and, and I had a big discussion with people about this. They. They had Jungle Boy fighting freaking Sonata right. at 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 um at Forbidden Door. Sonata is the IWGP heavyweight champion of the world, of the world. And uh, to me, it shows what uh, what New Japan thinks of Sonata for one, and, and and the fact that they let this shit happen is 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 just it, it, it says a lot to me. Because as the IWGP champion, you should be wrestling. So they, they, they could have made CM Punk. CM Punk fought, fought Kojima, which was dope. It was a really good match. I, I enjoyed it. But they could have had CM Punk versus Sonata. But then well, Sonata would have lost. to do a job. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. That's, right. That's then the Sonata would You put yourself into a corner with it and you don't know right. where to go. Yeah, and Sonata if you have a clusterfuck finished, then everybody's like, fuck you. Right. So they wouldn't have known how to book it. Right, exactly. So where is Sonata in all of this? And then the slap in the face that like yeah you're gonna you're gonna wrestle jungle fucking boy, and and he's gonna take you to the limit kinda. You're not gonna freaking roll over him. So that, what does this say about about Sonata for one? This is just me. I, I am not a fan of Jungle Boy, uh, especially the push that they're giving him. And sometimes I can be wrong about this stuff. Like I wasn't a fan of Switch Switchblade J J White at all when they put the world title on him so quickly. I love him now. I think he's fantastic. I, I love everything about Switchblade. Um, but before I wasn't, I don't see myself changing my mind about Jack Perry anytime soon. That stupid, um, uh, if he wasn't a tag team and they wanted to keep him that way, fine, that, that's fine. But they're trying to elevate him to world title status is what they're trying to do to this guy. And, and he would be the guy to step up and, and challenge a, 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 a heel CM Punk. And, and people would go nuts in the little AEW world but it would only draw five five hundred thousand people that would watch anyway, you know. That would watch anyway, regardless whether it's whether it's uh, Jungle Boy or Pockets or not. And Pockets is going around beating the world, world beater. Pockets get Brock Lesnar in there, Pockets will beat him. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing now. I, I don't I don't get it personally, but but um yeah. So I would I would definitely turn uh, CM Punk heel. But you build somebody. I don't know who that is. I maybe Strickland. What do you think of Strickland, uh, uh, Strizz? Love him. Yeah. Love him to death. Right. In fact, I was saying, man, they, they really use him a lot. And he's on every week and every show. Right. He's always getting TV time. I think that they he's a he's a down-the-road guy that you can lean on. And right. I think that they're just keeping him warm on TV, which is a great idea. Give him a good 15-minute segment every week. Let people know who he is. Let him see what he can do. 
and uh, down the road, you're going to be able to do more stuff with him. Uh, he was a great player. Uh, every time, everywhere I've seen him work. First time I ever saw him was in um, Lucha Underground, mm. and uh, he did some stuff in MLW for a while. He was hot on the indies for quite a while, and uh, when he went to NXT, I'm like, oh great, he's finally going to get himself a full time job. And um, as soon as they brought him up to, you know, with the, the um, Hit Row thing, it worked for a minute, and then it didn't. <laughs> and then they all got canned. And then when they brought him back. He was already with AEW because he, you know, struck while the iron was hot, got an offer and took it, which I don't blame him one bit. Right. In fact, I think he made the right choice because, um, you know, already they've done nothing with um, Hit Row and WWE and they get, they're pretty much on the chopping block again. So at least he's in a place that's going to showcase him for his talents and uh, definitely a future player with the company if um, he keeps his health and uh, Tony Khan wants to lean on him in the right way. I think he'll be more than ready to go. He's he's one of those guys who's over-prepared and uh, – He's ready for whenever they they're gonna whatever they're gonna do with him. I agree with you, man. Are you familiar with Strickland at all, Bells? Uh, Shane Strickland, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, very much. I, I mean, I, I picked up um, yeah, back in Lucha, I used to cover Lucha, so yeah, oh, uh, Kill Shot. So yeah, he yeah, was fantastic, yeah. and then started watching him all over the the Indies for a while. There, he kind of was. I don't know, the NXT thing just never even re he was there sort of towards the tail end of of my NXT coverage, I guess, and. It just never quite landed. Like, he's great. He's out there. He's doing shit. You could put him out there with anybody. You're going to get a decent match for, like, 10 minutes or whatever, especially in NXT with, like, the wealth of talent that was down there at the time. But it just never – it never felt to me like they were going to ever really do anything with him. And ultimately, that's kind of how it shook out in WWE. Right. You know, right. I was wondering if they were going to tag him with ACH back when ACH was down there. And then he ended up leaving quite abruptly with yeah. a thing over the uh, gear – his uh, uh, merch – looking a bit on the racist side, which if anybody wants to go and, you know, Google ACH's WWE merch uh, was pretty shitty. <laughs> and nice. uh, you can see why he left. But I, I had a feeling that they were going to do something with the two of them together, but that just didn't formulate. Damn. Right. And I mean, get, getting back to Forbidden Door and Jungle Boy and all this nonsense, first and foremost, Forbidden Door. I mean, Forbidden Door sounds like something a creepy uncle calls his nephew's butthole. Like that's oh. not exactly the name. <laughs> of a pay-per-view in my mind mm. um but that's not nearly as bad as just jungle boy in general i mean uh, look there, there's kind of a thing with undersized baby faces right like there's they, yeah. there's got to be something to them besides like they have a lot of heart like ultimately you gotta have something more than that because right. you're gonna run into somebody twice your size and all the heart in the world doesn't do it like Rey Mysterio is like a luchador he's got all this technical wrestling that bigger guys and really a lot of guys in North America hadn't really seen kind of coming up so Brock Lesnar doesn't know what the fuck to do with a hurricanrana like now now all of a sudden you've got something there uh Daniel Bryan's like a technical wizard in the ring who the fuck is Jungle Boy like I th this is kind of the fatal flaw with Johnny Gargano to 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 a certain extent it's just that like he like as much as I love him and the guy's got all the heart in the world. I don't believe for one fucking second the guy deserves even a sniff at a world title. Right. And that's, you know, it just is what it is. Mostly because I think, like, I could take him. Like, <laughs> though, these guys shouldn't be world heavyweight champions if I think I could take him. I don't yep. think Daniel, I don't think I could take Daniel Bryan. I don't think I could take Rey Mysterio. I think I could beat the fuck out of Jungle Boy. <laughs> and it wouldn't even be close. Like, it would be, no. this is, a, this is my beef with Joey Janela. You're a bad boy. Nah, you're a midget. Get the fuck out of my face. Love it. Love it. And, and I will co-sign that. I think you would be what I'm saying. And I'm not like a big, people. tough guy either, folks. I'm not trying to pretend I am. But that said, I think I could beat the shit out of Jungle Boy. And for I that reason, he shouldn't be fighting CM Punk or getting anywhere near a world title.
Listen, I'll tell you one thing, man. Uh, Jungle Boy comes around here, I hit his ass with a brick. It's done. It's done. <laughs> okay. That's you know, a strategy. It'll, it'll be sure. a wrap. Freaking Johnny Gargano, Mr. Wrestling, fuck out of here. I'm going to shoot him in his pinky toe. Yes. All right. In your pinky toe. You know? Um, I, I was never a Johnny Gargano fan. I remember I went to go see him at, at Dragon Gate. Not see him, uh, but he was, you know, inevitably I, I saw him. Who puts the carton of orange juice back with just a swallow of orange? <laughs> just a swallow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if, if you know that. Deep cuts. Uh, Deep cuts. Right. If you, if you know that, you you win a free chicken dinner on Ben Hami. Um, Mike, I'll be chicken. All if, if you know where that came from. <laughs> Um, but regardless, um, yeah, like I, I was never into Johnny Gargano for that, for that, for a lot, a lot of things, you know, and, but for a minute there, you would have thought that he was the next coming of, of Hulk Hogan, the way they were making it happen, you know? And I'm like, ah, no. And, and, hey, and there's a lot I mean, of, I, I bought into it for a while too. Like, I mean, there was a period of time where I probably would have told you Johnny Gargano could be a world champion. I was a fool <laughs> then. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, the, the DIY stuff is, was, was like peak Gargano for me. He should never not be in a tag team like him, him coming, him working the tag teams with, with them, with, with, with uh, Ciampa in particular, it was just like magical. The shit that they did with the revival yeah, yeah, with yeah. American yeah. alpha, like that was peak NXT tag team wrestling. I don't think it'll ever get that. It was good peak NXT it was, yeah. Peak NXT in general and the war machine and like, just good Lord, all the fucking tag teams that yeah. they had going through there. It was a good time back then. But uh, apparently DIY is going to get back together and apparently have some sort of feud with owens and zane and i don't know what the stakes are if there's a belt anywhere near that but frankly i don't care give me a match of those guys really? every week They're apparently good. that's what i read recently yeah, i'm actually good. reading i'm doing some research now wow. look, well, at, look at me you good to see because uh fucking Chopper just came back and he's already lost you know what i mean like yeah yeah put him over the yeah. biz but he's gonna be down on his luck and yeah. johnny's gonna come swoop him up and and say let's do it ourselves right and getting which a, is not a diy Right. I'm getting a win on the Miz in 2023 is not difficult, apparently, because they have him doing jobs every night of the week. But uh, my biggest problem, and I've had this problem for years with these guys, the wrestlers that, you know, the smaller guys, it's okay if you're small, if you look like you can handle yourself. Like, you look like Rey Mysterio. Yes, he's short, but he still looks like a man. He just looks like a short man. <laughs> he's still built. He still goes to the gym. He still exercises. He looks and talks like a man. The Jungle Boy looks like he's 15 years old and should be drinking milkshakes, like at some, you know, corner drugstore. He looks like, you know, him and Hook, it just looks like some homoerotic fucking thing that they put out there because Tony Khan has a certain kind of interest on certain kinds of fellas. And uh, it's just they, they don't look intimidating. Yeah. They don't look like they could do jack all in a real fight like Bella said. And I bet you, I bet you if those guys were leaving a building and Bella came up to one of them and swung as, you know, as best he could. He'd make contact. He'd probably lay some diet buddy on their ass. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm right. I'm, I, don't, I don't doubt that he is the guy. Know, after the, all. The, the thing is, is that like they, they wouldn't even in a, in a real life situation probably be able to defend themselves, which is terrible for the business. Uh, you know, you got to be able to at least like go out there and at least kind of look credible on some regard. Like unless you're the guy who it is your job. If you, they just did jobs every week, if they were just like the guy that always, you know, got his ass kicked and then one day kind of fired back because he was just so sick of getting his ass kicked. But if there was a story behind it, then you okay, this is the guy who does this. But you know, you can't go out there and expect people to give you credibility when you're like 145 pounds, you're five foot nine, 
and you're 22 years old, like you, and you've obviously never been like in a real fight in your entire life. You've been, you're, you've it, probably you know, haven't touched a titty. Like, let's no, be real about yeah. this. Like, that, come on, man. What, what, what am just, I looking at out here? It, yeah, it, it just, it just <laughs> hurts their credibility, and it doesn't do the business any favors. And to see those guys like Gargano do those 45 minute dra- knockdown dragout matches hurts the business for the long run. That's why you've always heard Hameen and myself and a couple other guys will be like. You know, they're killing the business or whatever. They're killing, but what they're doing is like they're desensitizing people to all these bumps and never going down. Like Adam Cole, 160 pounds if he's on, you know, on a good day. There's no way if that happened in real life. There's absolutely no, you have to completely suspend all forms of reality to even pretend to enjoy one of those matches. But like, if nothing lays this kid down, like after 45 minutes, are you fucking kidding me? He landed on his neck on the apron of the mat. Like, I've taken bumps on the apron. Not willingly, but just because that's where I was landed. And it kills. I mean, you've really, you know, then that's why they're all having shortened careers and year-long injuries. And, you know, they can't they come back for six weeks and they're back on the injured list again, like Ciampa. I think he's one injury away from being retired because how many more times are going to pay for this kid to be in rehab for a year and a half? It's just they, after a while, you got to say, hey, this isn't for you. We'll go find something else to do. So, right. you know, this – it's cruiserweights definitely have a place in wrestling. In fact, I put out a tweet tonight saying should NXT bring back the cruiserweight title because I feel like they should with guys like uh, Nathan Fraser, who's a great hand. He's a young guy, lots of fire, works out, looks the part. He just happens to be small, but it looks very athletic. Uh, guys like Dragon Lee, you know, these guys, they could have a great uh, cruiserweight division. So, they, you know, that's a way to keep them out of being in, like, clusterfuck tag teams that don't mean anything, being jobbed to the nth degree, and or becoming a non-believable world champion. When you look at, like, a Braun Breaker, believable world champion. Right. You know, uh, Dragon Lee, I can't say today that I believe that, but I believe that he's a cruiserweight champion. Oh, yeah. So why, why absorb that title into the North American title that they did a year and a half or two years ago? Bring that thing back out, especially if they were to get rid of NXT, not have any of those titles, but you wanted to keep some of these guys on hand, but give them something to do other than doing jobs and being in makeshift tag teams is bring that belt back. And, and it doesn't and, have to be on every week, but at least do something with these guys. Oh, so it means like there's a reason that they're there other than just to lose to the big guys. And the Cruiserweight Championship can mean a ton. If you do it right, it's it's not a throwaway title. It's not that, you know, oh, he's just a cruiserweight champion. No, the cruiserweight division can be it's, – it's been done before to the point where it's been a valid – The hottest belt, yeah. Right. And, and uh, there's there's a, a plethora of, of cruiserweights out there that they can bring in to really have a – that's what I loved about old school WCW. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to – I used to always watch the – um best of the super juniors in new Japan and, and they would bring in, I mean, it's not the same anymore, but, but back in the day, there wasn't as, as much exposure of, uh, of, uh, of the Indies as there is now. Right. Like everybody knows all these wrestlers now before it was the uh, uh, best of the super juniors would showcase people that a lot of people wouldn't know about, you know, from America, you know, um, I remember when I would see uh, uh, Prince Devitt, there you know and he would fight uh davy richards it was freaking dope you know and, and I, I was just all into it uh um uh what's his name my favorite wrestler of all time Kodobushi. you know he, he was he was there you know and and there's so many people like th- that uh the, what is it um what's his name 
damn, I'm drawing a blank now on all of this stuff for some reason. But my the great Sasuke, you know, that I love, okay. you know, all yeah. of these people, um, fantastic. And 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 when when Ultimo Dragon was walking around with the J crown, it meant something. Yeah, you know, or, or in WCW when WCW brought all these cruiserweights in, that would open up the show, but people would look forward to that. Yeah, it was great. Right. I want to see this, you know, and and or Dean Malenko, right, was the dude, right? Like, I mean, all of these guys, like, so and, and so you could definitely turn it into yeah. Think about it like this. They forced WWE yeah. to have a light heavyweight division. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And they had Just to build their own with. Fucking right. It was the hottest part of their show. Right. Right. They, they, they forced it to do to do it. And, and the, yeah. WWE never took the right approach when it came to the cruiserweights. And no, they, they, they ended up no. making it a joke. Right. Everything is so ha-ha, you know? It's just mm -hmm. it's frustrating, especially from our workers' point of view, you know? Mm -hmm. it's just, no, absolutely. AEW has every opportunity to to create that. And, yeah, they and, do. I cannot believe out of all the silliness and all the championships that they've created, the international championship, they don't even need it. But they haven't had a cruiserweight title yet or, like, well... Now, to talk about frivolous, I guess it is kind of yeah, frivolous. Yeah, I was going to say the whole, the, the the whole company qualifies. Thing, WWE has just, you know, you unified the NXT and WWE ladies tag team titles into one set of tag titles, which hurts NXT, unless they're planning on getting rid of NXT, which I I think in the long run is what's slowly happening is the slow fade out of NXT. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I cannot believe with the, the women's revolution in wrestling and how much they do do in AEW for the women, they don't have tag belts yet for that right well you know and, and that's another thing not to shit on AEW all day but what have and i understand that ronda rousey is in is i get this is the most dangerous world built that way like she was ken shamrock for a long time um and now and they're paying her a shit ton of money too and now she's on television like it doesn't matter Right, you know, just another name, just another person that no, they, I mean, I just don't understand how you fuck something like that up. You know, e even if she's I think not part of that is due to Ronda's schedule for a while. She was out for an injury for a little bit, and then, you know, was kind of shit talking the biz while she wasn't there. And it's like, come on, you like you're shitting on the company that's paying you millions of dollars. Like, they're paying you not just what she's getting paid, but how much more she's getting paid than other girls who have been there way longer and have way more respect and have put way more time in and, and will never make the kind of money that right. Ronda Rousey has. And, and like, and, so you're going to do that and take a shit on the business while I'm putting you over as this was my dream since I was five. I understand. You know, yeah. That's, that's uh, shitty business right there. I, I get, I get that argument 100. Right. Um, but they're going to pay her that whether she shits on the business or not. They already signed for, they already signed a contract. So if you're shitting on the business, at least maximize the amount of money you're going to get from this woman after you've invested so much, right? And let her shit on. I mean, uh, sit. Where are you going? Hold on for a second. Take over, buddy. I'll take over. I don't, I don't know what you were rambling on about here, but I want. I do want to address one of the guys in the chat here. We got John Diggle. Uh, he said, you know, same people used to say the same shit about Austin Aries and uh, some jackass found out the hard way. Like, uh, you know, I was talking about Jungle Boy and all that sort of stuff. All right. Points for the reference, but nevertheless, I, I think Austin Aries, much much like to Steve's point, um, is is kind of like you know he's a smaller man, man but the man right. looks like a man, like he's like shredded. Yeah. He well, trains I don't get in multiple. Uh, well, we were talking about how I could beat Jungle Boy up before, but he, I guess, he was saying that uh, you know people oh. used to say the same thing about Austin Aries, and some guy found out one day. Uh, yeah, more importantly, Austin Aries. Yeah, he's a, he's he's 
not a pussy. No, and Austin yeah. Aries also further kind of cements my point before is that like as a smaller guy like that you need to like have something to you first and foremost Austin Aries was like never a baby face but even when he was you got to have something to you he was a master of psychological warfare like I'd be more afraid of Austin Aries just like running me down on a microphone than I would him punching me in the face so I'd rather I'd rather he punch me in the face probably if given the choice um so yeah any jackass that was starting it with uh Austin Aries is precisely that a jackass he fucked around and he found out there you go. Fuck around and you find out, you know, and, and uh um could Bello actually beat up Jungle Boy? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I support my guy, you know. So <laughs> I was, if, day, was Jungle Boy, yeah. I my money's on Bello. At the end of the day, I'm uh, you know, I will be there. And if 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 Jungle Boy is somehow getting the upper hand on Bello, I'm gonna kick Jungle Boy in the face, and we'll okay. both beat up Jungle Boy. That's just the Thanks, way it's Billy gonna Ray. go down. I appreciate it. So, well, it's gotta happen, you know. I'm not letting that shit go over. You're representing WLR, then they're gonna be like, "Yo, those go- those dudes from WLR got their ass kicked by by." <laughs> That's not happening, you know. So, so we got we got to make sure you go over at all costs. You know, it's like the nation of domination here. This is we, we you know, we got, I gotta back you. Um, regardless of that, right? Um, that's that's what's going on here. Um, so AEW could do something with that belt. They, I mean, or, or just create that, you know, and 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 have something go behind it. But they, they have not, they have not done it. And Are they, they going to build up to like a, a belt consolidation tournament? They're just going to have so many belts that they're going to have like a sixteen belt tournament to consolidate them all back down into one or two. You know what I was thinking to to that aspect, and I want you guys' thoughts on this. When I was watching Forbidden Door, is that they had Zack Saber Jr. in the ring, and he is the New Japan Television Champion, right? Yeah. And they had Shibata. And he is the pure champion from ROH. And then they have Pockets, and he's the international mm-hmm. champion. And he beats all of these guys. Um, and then they had Daniel Garcia, who all of a sudden developed a character. I'm all with it, Daniel Garcia. I know I shat on you for a long time. Do it. Do what you do. Do what you do. Um, and uh, he doesn't have a belt, but he was there doing his thing. What a um, fucking loser. He doesn't have a belt. Oh, my God. Did. What a fucking waste. Why do they even have this guy on television? Get the fuck you out know, of here. So, so I was like, this should be a special moment, right? Because they they, they they were like, this is the only promotion where you're going to see champions from all different um, different promotions come together. And def- I'm like, it should be. You know, it should be special. But I see it every fucking week on AEW. I see everybody walking around with 8,000 belts. It's I, I'm, all, I'm almost starting to think if, if it wasn't for... Danielson versus Okada, what would be the draw of watching um uh, Forbidden Door, right? Danielson versus Okada, which we've never seen before, and maybe like Osprey and Omega, you know. But I see Will Osprey on on AEW television all the time. You know, you see the there. It's a Forbidden Door twenty four seven on AEW television. <clears throat> you know, like so. It's like what what's the appeal? Like you see it all the time. You see it all the time and, and you see all these people walking around with all these belts all the time. And it should be a special occasion when all the champions, like all the TV champions from from three different organizations are in the ring and they're they're beefing with each other. But but they're beefing with each other on a regular basis and, and the belts don't really mean anything, you know, and uh, two of the freaking belts are on the same promotion, really. You know, it's it's it, I don't know. It just it just hit me when I saw it. I just don't think it means anything, and it should. What's up? What are your thoughts on Esther? 
I, I think first thing they should do is get all the Ring of Honor titles off of AWE, AEW TV. TV. Let them sit on their own. If he wants to do a Ring of Honor TV show, do a Ring of Honor TV show. Right. Make that your Friday night show. And probably the same amount of people will watch it. It's the same. It's the same right. workers. So right. why not just call it Ring of Honor or AEW Ring of Honor or whatever the fuck? But don't bring them. It's just it's it's just too much, and it confuses the casual person watching. And you know, nothing's explained enough in that regard. So it's just adds to the confusion level. Right. That's 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 all there is to it. No, I, I totally agree. All right, uh, uh, Bells. We're gonna get your thoughts, and then we're gonna go to shoutouts. What's up, Bells? I got little to nothing else on AEW. I think I'm tuckered out on AEW as a whole. Mm, I see. So. I see. Can we can we switch over? I see. La Knight is in the uh, is in our 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 show title. Talk La Knight then. Can we I, talk I, about him. We could talk. Any, I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to talk about him as far as Money in the Bank goes because he's been making, uh, you know, some serious noise, and the crowd. Right, the crowd is behind him. Like like. Uh, in some instances, he's got the entire arena shouting, you know, his name and pe- people are behind him. People want there's there's a, a a growing movement on Instagram and on, on social media to get this guy to win, you know, the money in the bank, which he's not going to. Yeah. Um. But but that's that's there. That exists. So I wanted to talk about L.A. Knight just a little bit because I think the guy's fantastic. He, he is just an incredible like uh, the total package. You know, and and I I don't know how far the WWE will take him. Well, he better be careful because if, if the fans get start chanting for him right. too much, he's fucked. Because only oh, they, yeah. you know, they have how fucking they're just such like it's like teenage girl mentality of like only I can make you popular. And if you get popular some other way, it doesn't really count. So screw you, and you don't exist anymore. Right. So if they if they start liking him too much. That, that could work against him. Just ask Zack Ryder how that all went when he was mm-hmm. trying to get over, when he was climbing over the fence on the YouTube video, trying to get himself over. And the next thing you know, like people cheer him, but they have him booked as a heel. Right. You know, like it's just, that's what they're going to do. They'll spite the fans because heaven forbid, you know, we didn't say he could be over. How dare he get over organically? Well, I know for years you've heard that brass ring bullshit and we don't hold anybody back. Boy, I hope he can get over. It's all a bunch of fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> Top to bottom. If they don't put the fucking stamp on you, how dare you try to get yourself over? You're doing, you're going into business for yourself. You'll get over when we say so and we'll, you'll do it the way we tell you to do it. Right. And like I said, this, this is the biggest problem with LA Knight is that he was Eli Drake in TNA and he's a, they'll he'll always have the TNA stink on him and that'll be the one thing that'll probably hinder him is that they don't want to get this TNA guy over. It's like, dude, TNA barely hanging on by the balls of life. <laughs> like hardly a TV show looks like it looks like a very terribly booked indie that just happens to have TV. Yet somehow WWE is still like, yeah, it always was. But somehow WWE's like, fuck TNA and all those guys and people went there, fuck you. And here we have it. You know, a guy who can naturally get himself over because he's smart. He's been a student of the game and he's been around a very long time at this point, 12 years, yeah, man. 14 years. Yeah. Give me a break. The guy could be a great hand and be more than just a utility player. Mm-hmm. The people chant his name. It's very simple stuff. He goes in there. I haven't seen him hurt anybody yet. He's in there. 
his, his work looks good. It's solid. It looks credible. But nobody's leaving with a black eye. Perfect scenario. Let's do something with this guy. Make him, well, not that you can make him the Intercontinental Champion. Make him the U.S. Champion. Who gives a fuck? Do something with the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, give, give him something to do and see how far he can carry it. But, like, right now, everybody's so placed in, like, pigeonholed with all the titles. Like, you know, Roman's doing his thing with the titles. And then, uh, you know, um, Gunther's doing his thing with the Intercontinental title. And A-Town is doing the thing with the U.S. title. So everybody's kind of in a very specific place right now when it comes to all the titles. But, hey, you know, sometimes you got to strike while the iron's hot and at least have them maybe share the U.S. title with Austin. They can flip it back and forth between the two or have a good feud or do a best five out of seven you know, let's see what he can do. Uh, um, Eli, uh, 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 LA Knight as a babyface, as a real pushed babyface. But he and um, Austin Theory look fucking terrific. They're both chiseled out of stone. Yeah, man. You know, they can both work really well. Boom. Match. There we go. Do I'd it. love to see the two of them work. Yeah. And and, 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 uh, and, it's, and, and you have seven weeks worth of television. Right. Easy. And, and they'd bring uh, uh, more eyeballs and respectability to the title, you know, and all that other shit. Um, yeah. But the WWE will find a way to screw this up, in my opinion, um, if they haven't already. So now we, we can all agree, before we get into shout outs, we can all agree that um, Logan Paul is winning the money in the bank. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I, I mean, I think we can all agree. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. But once they announced them, I was like, okay, so we know yeah. who's winning this. And it's it makes sense. Right. It makes sense for him to win the money in the bank, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, um, I saw somebody on Instagram talking about it, and he was like, "Well, you know, when he's doing his podcast, he'll have that money in the bank briefcase right, right behind him." You know, like if, if he wins it, at least people will know about it. Right, right, right. It's the like, only person I can see besides him doing it, for some reason, I have a spot in my heart for uh, Damian Priest. Yeah, I'd love to see him walk out with it. I, he's been just doing such. Man, the guy's been busting his ass. Yeah, you know, uh, for the last two years, and he's been. You know, doing. I th- I feel like he's been doing a great job. His promos aren't where they need to be. That's that's true. But he's been doing great with the whole gang of the Judgment Day dudes, and um, you know, he's solid as can be. And what the fuck would it matter if he had the the Money in the Bank thing? At least you you don't know what title he's gonna you know go after. He can go after any title apparently, so it doesn't necessarily have to be Roman, but you know, it can be anybody. And you know, I think that if 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 it's not Logan. It should be somebody like Damien who's been doing his fair share of the, the lifting for the company. I think you're right about Damien Priest, man. He has been busting his ass. I mean, I, I, I am a little hard on him because A-Track said he was the next coming of Christ, pretty much. And I was like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, I am hard on him when it comes to his promos because he's, he's not there. Uh, but uh, I don't think the guy sucks by any stretch. And I, I wasn't a fan of Punishment Martinez at all. I think he's grown quite a bit. Uh, from from that that character and, and what he's doing with the Judgment Day and he's made himself into a semi-prominent, believable upper mid-carter potentially can bust his way into the main event and, and do a little something if if they let him. Uh, the Alpha Omega Man, which means um, uh, uh, Kenny Omega is in the chat right now. What's up, Kenny? How you doing? What's up, Kenny? Mr. Omega, thank you for tuning in. Uh, l- loved your match with... Uh, with Will Osprey at at uh at Forbidden Door, you you kicked out way too many times in my opinion. But other than that, it was good. Says uh, Knight is overrated. Uh, I've seen this act before, and it's called The Rock. So he has a little bit of The Rock, and he has a little bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin, in my opinion. But the guys, everybody's great. got somebody. 
Right. Yeah. Everybody's got somebody like like Hogan had um Hogan ripped off superstar Billy Graham for right. 25 years. Right. And right. So did Ric Flair and so did Jesse the Body Ventura. Right. And so did Rick, you know, like literally Dusty Rhodes even took from him. So it's right. like, you know, everybody takes from everybody, everybody borrows from everybody. If you've seen one arm bar, you've seen them all, apparently. So that's just the way it is. You, you can make an argument that Stone Cold Steve Austin drew from his character from the Sandman. Doctor D- No, he took his tip from Doctor D. Doctor uh, Schultz. Doctor Schultz. Doctor D. Oh, David oh, Schultz. Uh-huh. Go back Tell and watch Doctor D. David Schultz promos. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin to a wow. T. The voice, the delivery, the shaking of the head when he's talking. The whole thing is Doctor D. David Schultz. So. Mm. So there you go. Just because you didn't see it and it was before your time doesn't mean that the guys that you like didn't take from somebody else. Right, right. It's just right, the way right. it is. Yeah. You, you know, everybody has that person that they saw when they were growing up and went, I want to be just like I that be guy. Just like that. And to be able to pull it off yeah. is something very yeah. different. And I think LA Knight is, is pulling it off and he's pulling it off fantastically well. Uh, Buddy Rogers, who Ric Flair stole half his act from and the other half from Dusty or right. I mean, from, from Billy Graham or whoever. I mean, he... Buddy Rogers stole from Gorgeous George. Right. I mean, how far back you want to go with this stuff? So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the way the tradition. I mean, there's speaking. like seven guys on the roster right now that are all just like The Rock. Like The Miz has formulated his entire career off of trying to be like a like a budget like a fucking Wish dot com Rock. Like I mean, that's yeah. that's what he does. I mean, uh, right. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. So um, so that, I mean, I get it. I, but I, I mean, I, I don't think I think he's underrated uh, given his position. In um, in the company right now, I I think he's being underutilized. I think that's the best way to put it. If, that, you think I, if the uh, if the, if like WWE pulled the marks and it was L.A. Knight or Cody Rhodes going over at WrestleMania next year, who do you think they're going with? I think they go with L.A. Knight. At this point in time, and this I is think why Cody's not Knight. getting there, folks. Because uh, like L.A. Knight, hot, there could <laughs> be like any number it. of guys between <laughs> yeah. now and Royal Rumble or now and WrestleMania that could pop up and get hotter than Cody. This is why he's yeah, not no. getting there. It's not a good. It's not a good deal, brother. It's not a good deal. Um, this is why I am very upset at the WWE <laughs> for not giving Cody Rhodes the title at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, think of it like this, dude. Had he gotten the belt, and he'd still be as unover now as if he won the belt. Totally so agree. His run would be already be over. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. But you would have had the moment. That's exactly. Be right. So that's, that's why he would have had. That's why it's even better. That moment took it away from me. Right, and and it's gone, and you've scarred me for life, uh, and forever. my young boy, and I will never forget it. <laughs> WWE, I will never yeah. forget it. I yeah. remember when you guys had Brock Lesnar beat um um, and there's my son right now. You, you want to come here and tell them how you feel about Cody Rhodes losing losing at, at WrestleMania? Do you want to tell them? I want to tell the people here. Tell the people. This is Luther. What's up, Luther? What's going on, buddy? Hello. Tell them what's up. Be like, hey, my name is Luther. You know, like, like, yo, what's going on? You already said it. Well, you say it again. No. Come on. Tell them about, tell them about Cody Rhodes. It was not justified. Not justified. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Beautiful. He's up, up past, past his, his, uh, his time because there's no school. Was but not me, justified. He, he and I, it's not just like he and I sat there and we were like, what the hell is going on with this? You know, what the hell is going on? What's going on here? And I haven't gotten over it clearly. I don't know when I'm gonna get over it. It's 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 MK Ultra mind control trauma that they have put over the WWE universe. He, he changed my mind. He changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, ultimately, 
I I think if 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 at this point in time, if if they it's like Zami Zayn, even him, even my my son, I should have asked him about it. He when WrestleMania came around, he was like, um, damn, I really I really want Cody to win, but I really would like to see Zami Zayn beat Roman yeah. Reigns for that title. The bigger pop would have been with Sammy. It would have been because that story was a year long. I mean. Yeah. It would have been, and he he had the people behind him, and now that's also falling by the way the wayside at this point. Right. Gone forever, right? So it, it it is what it is. Okay, Striz, let's 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 give the shout outs, um, and, and, right. and we'll move on from there. What's up, buddy? What you got this week? All right, I asked people what their favorite uh, their favorite meal is. I thought that'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, I, I quit um, I, when I sent out the uh, tweet. Uh, I had Chinese food, especially. Uh, Pork lo mein. Can't, mm. can't get enough of that, man. It's good. The, the best. There's a place I go to. I haven't been there in years since I got down to Phoenix because it's in Rhode Island. A place called The Islander that my wife and I would go to every Friday night while we lived there. And, oh, my God, the best Chinese food on planet Earth. And their lo mein, oh, the, the best I've ever had. So kudos and shout out to them. I can't wait to get back there next year. And now we've eaten that for like a month straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So first up on the list, we have two two dudes who are longtime listeners who both like the same thing, and it's tacos. That's their favorite meal. I love nice. me a taco, but I love it as a Taco Tuesday thing, but not as my ultimate like yeah. go to bingey meal. And those two dudes were Craigie H and Jose Van Dam. Craigie H and Jose Van Dam. D. That's right, and they like the tacos. That's the that's tacos. an excellent go-to. I can't argue with that. Great choice. Fantastic. BRV's favorite taco, without a doubt, hands down, are chorizo tacos, right? They're, they're fantastic. You can't – there is no argument. There is no argument here. So if you're going to go, you know, to, to a, a taco place here in New York or if you're going to go get tacos out in L.A., you have to ask for the chorizo taco, ladies and gents. That's well, if, if, if there's any listeners who are living in Rhode Island right now, there's a little place called Poco Loco. It's a hole in the wall. They have six tables in the whole place. And they have this awesome picture of Tito Santana from 1978. Oh, and it's autographed. <laughs> and um, they have the, the the best tacos in Rhode Island there. And I always get the BLT taco. And it, it's just a BLT, like bacon, lettuce, and tomato. But they have the spicy mayo on it and some onions. Mamma mia. Um, the, the best. Oh, my God. And they do it at so the burrito, now. too. <laughs> that's the best this, this is not going to go well for me. <laughs> so that, that's if you're in Rhode Island, check out Poco Loco. Right, it's in uh, Cranston. All right, coming up next on the list, Jimmer Monroe. He's a steak and potatoes guy. Stop, Jimmer Monroe. But that, that's yeah. not even like a. I mean, it's your favorite meal, right? That's, that's what my father-in-law's favorite meal: steak and potatoes. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, steak and potatoes. You know, you didn't say what kind of cut. I'd, I'd have to go ribeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with you. That's the way to go. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, right, man, yeah. I, I. I Unlike, oh, unlike, unlike most of these heathens that eat their steak raw, I am a civilized man. <laughs> I am I mean, a man. The, the most can be cooked is medium rare. I, I am a man most. that cooks his food, okay, and I don't eat blood, okay, you I, savages. I always knew there was just something about you I didn't like that I couldn't quite pinpoint. Right. That I, mean, that the, that, I mean, there's several things, but there yeah, was right. one thing that I just couldn't quite figure out what it was. There it is. That's it. Well, there you yep. go. Yeah, also, yeah, it's fucking fans. gross. You're a gross man. <laughs> what a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yankee fan that eats a steak. That eats a well well steak. done. Oh, by the That's way, right. if anybody wants to go to... to uh, <laughs> If anybody wants to go to the Yankee Steakhouse, it's it's overrated. Don't do it. Anyway, guys. 
All right. Up next, we have Jay Weezy Min, everybody's favorite Texan. Nice. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. He's, he's a sushi guy. Sushi. Now, I love sushi. I love tacos. And they're definitely probably in my top 10 to 12 meals. But mm. I cheat when it comes to sushi. I only have either it's just the veggie ones or the cooked ones with like the tempura shrimp and, you know, crab meat and things like that. So mm. I have I have something about the texture of like raw tuna and raw uh, salmon don't agree with me. Like the chewing of it. But the, I love the, the veggie ones and the, the cooked ones. Those are fantastic. Okay. Are you guys doing the sushi? I'm not nowadays? a sushi. Oh, yeah. Well, you do yeah. you do it, Bells? I do. I love sushi. My my biggest issue with sushi is it's like I can eat an almost infinite amount of it. So I right, have, yeah. I either have to get it at like a buffet place and like it has mm-hmm. to be like That's obviously a relatively good place in order for that sushi to be even edible. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kinda like, yeah, it's few and far between. Otherwise I go to the local spot, I order like fucking four rolls, salad soup, and I'm putting that shit down and looking for dessert with a quickness. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like 80 bucks doing four rolls. Yeah, it's, it's a real problem. It's that's crazy. Awesome. I yeah, like it, got but, it, man. But those has got the money. That's not an obstacle for him. He just yeah. pulls out the it's, bed, you know, listen, Sushi's not like, an everyday thing here at the Bell. Yeah, Bell you, bring, okay? you, know, you, bring, you bring your lady in. You know, that's that year going in 120 bucks going yeah. out for oh, sushi yeah. for dinner, for sure. All right, up next on the list, we have Fiendish Dr. Wu. What's going on, brother? Ooh, the Fiendish Dr. Wu. What's going on, brother? He's coming in hot with uh, lasagna this week. You know what? That That is an excellent choice, my friend. I can't I can't mess with that. Um, I, I, can't, I can't argue it. Lasagna is fantastic. I love lasagna for Thanksgiving. I love yeah, me lasagna too. for a dinner on a very cold day. Mm-hmm. I love lasagna... <laughs> in the morning when it's cold out of the refrigerator there is no instance where i don't love lasagna it's always better the second day too oh, are, are you catfield oh. are garfield is that what the mecca g stands <laughs> yeah. the g and mecca g stands mecca garfield mecca garfield <laughs> he probably hates one. mondays too he right? does hate Mondays. Mecca garfield. there you go he's garfield oh. <laughs> before we go any further guys uh, bella what is your favorite meal I was thinking about this. I, my, I have like specific things I've eaten once that we, I would consider probably like my favorite meals. But I, since I have to pick one, I'm going to go with the Franklin. Yes, it's in Denver, Colorado. You got to go to Denver Biscuit Co. You get like the most delicious softball sized biscuit in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, they stuff it with a fried chicken breast uh, oh, piece wow. of bacon uh cheddar cheese mm. fried egg and they top all that with sausage gravy that's definitively oh the greatest thing i've ever eaten in my life that yeah. sounds spectacular yeah. right that was in colorado when you went over the colorado wedding. denver colorado wow. denver biscuit co it was on uh diners drive-ins and dives which is what drove me oh, there in the first place oh but, i love that show brother yeah when i go uh, back, I want, yeah i i binge it every friday it again <laughs> yeah. so, sounds awesome when you go back for the divorce when I go back, yes, when I go back for my best friend's divorce, uh, <laughs> I got to go support him. I went there for his wedding, so now I'll, I'll right. be going for the divorce. But it only yeah, makes after, sense. After I go say hi to him and hit the shop, we all know right, which right. shop I'm talking about. Yeah, right. I'm, that's like my first stop. Yeah, I heard it was snowing pretty good when Bella was in Colorado. Uh, Billy Ray, <laughs> what, was, what would you say your favorite meal is? All right. Um, I have a few, right, that, that have gotten me. <laughs> into big trouble in life. But um, if I had to choose one meal 
for the rest of my life and it wouldn't make me ill, you know, in any way. I remember watching an episode of Superman, you know, the one with, with Lois and Clark with, with, with Dean Kane. Mm-hmm. He's now on Fox News talking a bunch of nonsense sometimes. Um, and he doesn't look like Superman Hashtag, at all. that's my Superman. <laughs> hey, know, listen, his it, lowest lane was Terry Hatcher. Motherfucker was doing just fine. He right. was doing more than fine. He was doing more than fine. So he opened the refrigerator and there was nothing but like junk food in there because he could do that because he's Superman, right? So I'm from New York. I'm a diehard New Yorker, and there is no better place to get a slice of pizza than right here. In New York. Plus, there are some spots in New Jersey, to be fair. To be fair, because New York has imported the pizza over to New Jersey. So it's still kind of New York pizza. There's the New York Italians that go out to Jersey and make the pizza and shouts to you guys or whatever, because it's dope. And we went to a spot. You remember when we went? What was it that we went to watch together? Yeah, we went to (laughs) we went to SummerSlam at at, uh, at Gucci's house. That's a whole nother story all in itself. But we went to a pizza shop before that and it was pretty good. They own New Jersey. Sorry. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, so I love pizza, but I am a pizza snob. I'm a pizza elitist. Like I will go to a pizza shop and say, like, this absolutely sucks and throw it to the side. Because I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know? So so there's a few spots that are that are uh, magical here in New York when it comes to pizza, but I also really, really love hot wings if you can do them right. And now I am a hot wing snob. You know, but some people that that's different. You know, I'm, I'm willing to concede to other people and say, OK, you're probably right on this. With, with pizza, there's no debate. I am like it, it, it is what it is. If I like it, it's good. If I don't like it, it's bad. And that's just the end of it. I'm not trying to hear any arguments. But as far as hot wings go, um, there is that. But pretty much anything Italian, um, uh, like I said, uh, lasagna. Oh, God, yeah. like. Like the next day when it's like cold out of the, I'll eat it for breakfast, man. It's just chicken parm. Oh, you know, like yeah, that's good stuff. Oh man, like I know I'm I'm listing a bunch of stuff, but but yeah, it, it, I used to work at the me. World Trade Center back in the day, and and they had a whole like a like eating uh, uh, plaza or whatever downstairs, and and, and uh, I used to work at the Gap, and I used to go downstairs. And they had this place that that sold big Z, big ZD, a big ass tray of it for five bucks. This is how long ago it was, and I would get it every day, along with steak fries. I mean, they, this is the worst fucking thing ever you can do, but that's that's what I did. Sounds excellent. It's making oh, me hungry. Oh, good. But yeah, ultimately, if I had to pick pizza, and the best, I love, I love it. I just love it. Pizza is um, something you can eat for every meal. You can have it cold for oh, breakfast. Oh, nice. I've got pizza in the fridge right now. Thank oh, you. Nice. <laughs> you can have it any time of day. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Now, if we're going to go a little bit deeper dive now, what's your favorite topping? I prefer a plain slice of pizza. But if I have to put a topping on it, and this is very basic, I'll put pepperoni on it. That's my favorite topping. Mm-hmm. I can do you use I, the hot peppers and the and the um, parmesan cheese too? When you parm cheese for sure, and and uh, salt pepper, um, some 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 garlic, uh, maybe garlic. maybe some some parsley. You know, I'm cool with that. Salt pepper, not necessarily, okay. uh, but that's what like I'm a, I'm a purist. I stick to the pizza as it is. Like if if you want to put pineapples on it, you go ahead and do that. But yeah, it's not to be said about the simplicity of a, just a plain slice of cheese pizza. Right. It's fantastic. It's my yeah. favorite. It is uh, definitely has that umami 
sense to it where it's yes. just very complete yes very the oils and the cheese and everything just works so well together if it's the done chew, right, the dough, there's yeah. nothing better than it in the world you know what my favorite part of that is when they have the cornmeal on the bottom dope i love yeah. it it was it's two boots here in the city that does it yeah. and it's fantastic it's gotta have it it has to have it the dominoes back the in the day yeah. used to have it also and it was really good um i love the cornmeal crust i love that have to have it uh, rule of thumb, and, and I said this last night, and then I'll get off of it, I, but I, I went to go see Tears for Fears last night at Madison Square Garden. It was fantastic. Um, and uh, A-Track was just getting out of work, and um, and he came to pick me up, and we were walking to the train station, and there was this pizza spot that said, Authentic New York Pizza. And I told, I told to him, I nice. turned to him, and I told him, I was like, if you are ever in New York, or you're trying to give uh, um, advice to somebody that's coming to New York, and they want authentic New York pizza. Do not go to the place that says authentic New York pizza. Because it's probably bad. That's all I got. Sage advice from, from Billy Ray. There you go. All right. Let's continue with the list. We have someone whose favorite dish is deep dish pizza. That's Dan Heffron. What's going on, Dan? It's not Dan pizza. Heffron, That's tomato dish. pie. That's a different deep story dish. entirely. Right, uh, you know, Bob always saying that Connecticut pizza is top tier. They do right. have some good pizza in Connecticut. I wouldn't say it's top tier. All right, I think I've they had got a couple to, of I've had pizza in Mystic, Connecticut, right? And it was pretty decent. I had, I had, I had pizza there as well. Okay. It, was, it, was it, it was Mystic yeah. Pizza, of course, it, it was from it was. the place <laughs> where the movie was built off of. It, it was the, the shop, and it was, it was very good, right? Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, coming up next, we have Adam Finch. What's going on, Adam? What's up, Adam? How you doing, brother? Another simplest, dude. Something a lot of people overlook, but it's such a great comfort food. Mac and cheese. Ooh. You just eat a bowl of it. Just all day. Keep it coming. Oh, it's like one of those things you just can eat three pounds of it and not realize. Adam, can you get back to us? Are you just a pure mac and cheese? And for the for the record, is it are we looking at like gooey stirrable mac and cheese? Are we doing like that baked shit? Because I I I need to know. I make a hell of a baked mac and cheese. Breadcrumbs or no breadcrumbs? You get if I do a big yes, yeah. And if you're gonna add something, buffalo chicken, like the uh, boneless yeah. buffalo chicken. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, give it a little bit of spice good. level there. Maybe some sport peppers. Yeah, I love the creamy mac and cheese, but uh, you can make it baked and still creamy. Oh, you can. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure you can. Poor my poor Aunt Eileen hasn't figured it out, but I assume. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> splash a little half and half on top of that before she puts it in the uh, oven. Shouts to the, uh, Aunt Eileen. What's going yeah. on? How you doing from WLR? Come on, Eileen. Deep <laughs> <laughs> <You> cut. <laughs> no. All right. Up All right. next on the list, we have, we have Jacques Marksman. What's going on, Jacques? Jacques. Uh, this isn't on? a dinner per se, but his favorite food is strawberry cheesecake. That's dope. Strawberry okay. cheesecake is dope. Um, yeah. I like I love, I love cheesecake. I love strawberry cheesecake. I love plain cheesecake. Cheesecake is dope. I could eat it all day long. Me too. Um, next, we have Julie from Buffalo. What's going on, Julie? And I'm oh, surprised Julie. her. I'm surprised being from Buffalo. Her favorite thing isn't wings because, uh, as you call them, hot wings in Buffalo, they just call them wings because oh, they're wing. coming out hot. Because uh, my yeah. wife is from Buffalo, and uh, I was introduced to some of the hottest wings I had in my entire life, making your mustache sweat. And they just call them wings. <laughs> right. So like, if you want them spicy, like you'll be breathing and shitting a flame out your ass for for a good week and a half. But uh, <laughs> Julie from Buffalo, her her favorite meal is pot stickers. Nice. What's that? I love a good I love a good pot sticker. It's like a, like a dumpling. 
I always have like a uh, bag of pot stickers in my freezer. They're so easy yeah. to do in the pan. Really, easy. I legit don't know what that is. So. It's like a dumpling that you know it's kind of doughy, but if you you put it in a hot skillet with some oil, and you throw a little bit of water on it, and you cover it and let them steam for about eight minutes. Mm. Then you take the lid off, and they're kind of doughy. So then you take the next few minutes to kind of saute them in the pan with the oil. Right. And they'll get like a little bit of a coating on them, like where they would stick in the pan. But if you use a good Teflon pan, they don't stick. Okay. They have like a nice little texture to them when you bite them. They're a nice little bitey, chewy. Uh, and in the center is like a, usually like either pork or vegetable or kind of like a mix of like, you know, a meat with some sort of veggie. Right. They're really, really good. Good dipping. You can put them in like soy sauce, something like that. Don't Delicious. Mm. All right. Up next, we have Lucy uh, Marksman. She says hot dog, another overlooked one. I can have oh, hot dogs Lucy. every day. Right. Super easy, super convenient. I Love always have a, a ton of hot dogs in my freezer at any given time. So that's Fourth definitely July. a go-to for me. Whenever I don't have time, it's a hot dog. Hot dogs are dope. Um, yeah. take, take your ass to Coney Island. Every time I'm at Coney Island, I have to hit up Nathan's. I always have Nathan's hot dogs. They're good? It's fine. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's you know, it's a chain now. It is what it is. But but See, I, I, what's I, I grew up in New England, and I was... I was raised on natural casing hot dogs, so they have to be KM natural casing hot dogs on the grill. The best in the world. That's the way to make them, right? I was about to say, like you, you grill them up and and boiled ones. It's not my thing. You grill them up, yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. you know. And 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 throw some mustard. It's a, mustard and ketchup. It's mustard for me. In the uh, in the fall, we go like apple picking and all that corny shit. Couples do, um, but we they, the one place that we go to, they have hot dogs boiled in apple cider like all day they're just sitting there like simmering and and at the, right, the right. apple cider that they made right there on the farm it's fucking crazy it barely needs anything on it like i'm just talking bun wow. and dog and it's just delicious that's how you know it's good if you don't yeah. add anything yeah i put a little mustard on the second one but i'm putting down two almost immediately upon walking in. nice yeah yeah you can't have just one hot dog this, no. i'm getting hungry as shit i haven't eaten since breakfast and it's <laughs> Late as fuck here. And if I eat now, it'll be rolling in me all night long and I won't be able to get to sleep. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Up next, we have Stacy Lynn. What's going on, Stacy? Oh, Stacy, how you What's doing? Up, she she's saying Big Mac and French fries. You can't Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean that was dinner last uh, night, uh, as a matter American of fact. Iconic forever. dinner right there. Yeah. I, I love Big Macs, man. I love the sauce, love the whole nine yards. And uh yeah, I, I could like again, I sound like such a fucking fat fuck. I could eat I could eat that every single day and be happy. Uh, Oh, yeah. My mother told me that if, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. I'm not saying anything. And yet you oh, really? never not, not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't eat. Big, I don't. I've never eaten a Big Mac. I'm I'm not a fan of it. You haven't even tried it. I've I tried it once in my life. I took a bite and I spit it out. Really? So it was, maybe it was the, the the Thousand Island dressing that you didn't like. I don't know. But the fries, on the other hand, maybe the maybe the meat day. wasn't cooked into hockey puck form enough. Right, like maybe that's what it was. <laughs> right, he can actually uh, take a bite. Don't 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 uh, get at me for not being a savage. Don't get at me for being a civilized a civilized human being. Okay, that that's just because you're not on my level as far as being human doesn't mean you have to ridicule. <laughs> me. Okay, I love it. Up next, we have Tim Marksman. What's going on, Tim? What up, Timmy? What did he write right here? What the hell did he write? I'm trying to like removing my glasses that aren't even on my head anymore. But <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, like a prawn bake. Like you know how you have like the prawn and the corn and all like the seafood. Okay. Those big, 
baked him. He oh, turned upside down yeah. and put it on the table. That's what he's going with. That that nope. was good. That was like the peak of summertime type meal that you have in New England. So that's that's great. Dope. Up next, Mark uh, Marcus E. Marksman. What's going on, man? He just says French fries. Just straight up oh, French yeah. fries. I can, I can, I can get down with that. I have to drown yeah. him in ketchup. You know, I, so. I love, yes, and you're a psychopath because he pours his ketchup all over the floor. Yeah, I know. We're just remember? dipping. He's We're exposing all of Billy Ray's terrible <laughs> habits tonight. It's... <laughs> Yeah, that's when Naka. <laughs> but uh, I'm, uh, that, that's my spot too, where we went. That's that's where I have my 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 favorite steak. Dude, that guy has great fries, and yeah. uh, I can have fries. But my problem is, I need as much ketchup as I have French fries, and I, and I drown I them. So it's but that's not like not like Billy Ray, who's off. His I got, I got problems doing that. Understood. Spray them all over the place. How the <laughs> hell you know which one you want with? Write my name more on more or less. That's ridiculous. Uh, Mar- uh, let's see. Uh, Mars Khalifa. What's going on, dude? What's up, Mars Khalifa? Congrats his- on, on, on your offspring. Yeah. And all oh, that. Yeah, that's right. What's Congrats. going on? Now, his favorite uh, meal comes in the shape of a bowl, as uh, you'd figure, but not the kind of bowl you're thinking about. Mm. Stereo. He's, he's going with the poke bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, it's like it's like – deconstructed sushi like lots of different choices of raw fish you can have mm. any kind of proteins in there that you want and then they can throw in like you know rice noodles or you know sprouts things like that seaweed salad stuff like that and put some spicy mayo on it whatever you want to do but yeah he, he's going poke bowl it's pretty good that was really popular out here in phoenix like four years ago everybody was opening poke joints everywhere and as quickly as they came they all went because it's really uh, tough to because when you're doing that, it has to be fresh, yeah. and the way to get fish to Arizona fresh is that it has to be flown, right. and that's Boku bucks. Mm. So like you got to charge a lot to just to break even on those things. And yeah. the bowls they'd start them out at being ten bucks, and next next thing you know, like after two or three months of a place being open, they're like seventeen, eighteen dollars because like nobody's coming in, or they you know they're they're losing their ass because the price of fish went up that day because the price of fish. Fluctuates right. daily, right. and uh, then if you all of a sudden you have a slow day, guess we have a lot left over of day old fish. What Yuck. can you do with that? Nothing, you have to fly a new shit and right. new shit and new shit. So they all pretty much left the valley pretty much as close as they got here. So if you're going to have poke, I recommend it be somewhere around a place that has water, hmm. like on either coast. I, I wouldn't yeah. go in the landlocked state and go, I'm going to have me some poke, right? All right, coming up next, my wife, Violet Flame. Hey, how are you doing, Mr. Strange? How's she right. doing? She's upstairs. She's pissed at you, Billy Ray, because you sent the link to the thing before NXT was over, so she didn't get to see the finish between uh, <laughs> Baron Corbin versus uh, um, Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship. But uh, wow. tell, tell her that I'm very sorry. I apologize. She's pissed at you. And I'm typically her, not sorry for anything I do. So. <laughs> her favorite meal is eggplant parmesan, and I can... Ooh. Guarantee, I can back that up 100%. She is an eggplant palm girl, and that's my dad's favorite meal as well. So they have that little thing in common. That oh, that's cool. They love, yeah. And my dad makes tremendous lasagnas, whether it's eggplant or traditional or veggie or meat sauce. So he when he does the eggplant parm, he fries it all up by hand. Oh, Sounds the amazing. best you can have. The best. Right. And last but not least, pulling in the rear, one true babo with Swedish meatballs, but not just babo. any Swedish meatballs. Is a very specific recipe. It was his mom's recipe that she used to make back in the day that he now ha- has a copy of since she's 
since passed away, and he is now the keeper of that recipe, which I think is tremendous because I'm the keeper of not just my mom, but my grandmother's recipes as well. Both of my grandmothers, uh, two, actually three, considering my mom and both of my grandmothers, all fine, wonderful Italian ladies who could cook like no tomorrow. And I have all of their recipes about 15 feet that way. I'm looking at them right, right now. And uh, I am in my family, the keeper of the recipes. So nice. Babo, you're going to have to come and bring us some of your mom's famous uh, Swedish meatballs so we can all try them someday. That sounds oh, fantastic. Yeah. We need to do that. I want to, sh- I want to send a shout to Mr. Babo. What's going on, sir? Yeah. Uh, doused in cats, cats up. He said cats up. Yeah, I, I'm with it. And pepper. I, I, I'm with I them on the pepper. Page. I love pepper on my fries. Oh, it's me like, too. Salt yeah. and pepper. Tons of it, please. Yeah, I don't because I'm a civilized man. The That's Alpha it. Omega man, what's go- Alpha Omega guy, what's going on? What's up, Bobo? What's up? Um, Kate was in the chat. Uh, oh, Tapper, yeah. What's Tapper. up, Kate? Um, of course, uh, the uh, Andrew Bello was up in there. I don't even know why I'm bothering to say your name, man, because you're here. But still. That's right. You were there. so Recognize. Acknowledge right. me, Billy Ray. <laughs> uh julie uh anime is here and john dingle was also here and of course the colin y song i'm giving That's him right. the v should, should i he's just colin y song colin y song let's the dude. not give what's him up, a buddy? big head what's up buddy how you doing all right all right that's what we got you know um so i all i want to do is is talk about uh and we kind of already did this but we're going to go around the horn and give uh, predictions for money in the bank, and then uh, um, I mean the actual money in the bank match, match, and then the 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 tag team match, the Usos versus um, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, and then we're getting up out of here. That's it. Uh, so we all agree that that um, Logan Paul is winning this thing, and I say he has a successful cash in, and he's gonna cash in against Seth Rollins. That's what I think. Ooh. Strizz, what's up? I, you, you, you convinced me. I'm going, I'm saying, hell yes, double down on that. There Might not go. be right away. So Seth has a little right. bit of a run, but right. I, what's the fuck better thing to do with Logan Paul than put the belt on him? I've said that since I saw what he could do in the ring. He's an effing natural. He's got mm-hmm. millions upon millions of followers. Right. Do it. And what does it matter? I you don't like it? Tough fucking shit. He'll lose it eventually and move on with his life and do a million other things where he makes $245 trillion fucking dollars and uh, you can still watch wrestling. So You know, um, he was telling Dana White to sign him up and I think he'd have a better a better shot than CM Punk did when he went over to the UFC, to be honest with you. Uh, what is up, uh, Bells? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think he I think he wins. I think he will eventually cash in. Seth Rollins seems like a good enough target. They're not going to put him over Roman, unfortunately, although no. that'd be just bananas uh, if they decided to pull the trigger on something like that. I, doesn't he? I know he does, obviously, a litany of social media. He's always streaming and all that sort of stuff, but I know he does a podcast. Is that podcast live? And if so, he should do it live during the hours of Raw so that like eventually he can run a pre-taped version of it and show up at Raw, where everyone thinks he's oh. at the podcast. And now it's... <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> if they could somehow pull that off, not that anyone's smart enough to coordinate this over at the E, but um, yeah, that would that would be how you do that, is that you just have everybody watching the show thinking like, oh, all right, he's going to be... He's going to be on his show, right? And then he runs a pre-tape, and he pops out on Raw and pins Seth Rollins and shocks the world. 
Now, let, let, let's not continue to say that it, that Bellow's coming up with great ideas, Stridge. We're going to give him a huge It's break. crazy. It's like three in one show. That's we right. I got, I got three, in, at least three in a row the last couple of weeks, I feel like. we got to continue to say that 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 he's stealing this stuff from somewhere. He's Obviously. reading the chat and taking it from yeah. them. You know he's what it is? Something. It's What's my that? total removal from the markdom that has stemmed this is that I'm not on Twitter, like getting into the debates about like whether or not Kevin Owens should be a like heavyweight intercontinental, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm just so out of it. I'm not reading the dirt sheets. I'm not even watching the product. I'm, I'm like, I'm so detached from it. I'm basically like somebody who's just coming to this, like an alien showed up and is experiencing <laughs> professional wrestling for the first time. And understanding it now, do the oh, same man. thing with politics and, and, and uh, move in the right direction. Complete I don't know yourself, that anyone understands yourself. what the fuck is going Stop on. Stop arguing with people online, and 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 then we can probably have a different discussion. Stop arguing with a track brown online for one, it's wow. not productive. I'll tell you that right now. Um, that's, JVD that's sure. is in the chat. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? What's going on? All right, so that's what I think is going to happen. All right, so what do we think is going to happen with Roman Reigns and 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 the user? I'm going to default to you, Astridge. What do you think? It's tough to say. I can actually see it going in either direction. I'd love to see the Usos get their win, but it almost seems too early. Yeah. And uh, this match doesn't mean nearly as much because the tag titles aren't involved with it also. I think that, like I've said a hundred times, it was a missed opportunity. Uh, Solo and Roman should have beaten Kevin and Sammy for the belts uh, at the last pay-per-view when they wrestled. That way it could have been Usos trying to get their tag belts back and continue there. Longest, uh, you know, reigning streak as tag team champions by defeating, you know, the head of the table and um, little brother. You know what I mean? That that, that would have been a, made the match much more juicy and um, put some more stakes in it. That way, you know, if Solo did do a job in that match, now with the Usos being out, the Roman has no one to be mad at, but Solo for losing the tag belts, making them look bad, yada, yada, yada. Where does that go from there? That could be a couple weeks of TV just unfolding that. So, but they didn't do that, and it's just going to be a match to have a match. And uh, like I said, it could probably go either way. What's up with you, uh, Bells? What you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking the Usos probably do get the win. I I don't think they're going to go. Obviously, they should have probably done everything Steve just said with the belts there. And I think it's too late for them to go back and do that. I don't think either one of the Usos is beating Roman one on one for the title. So this is like the closest they're getting to redemption is just a tag team victory. I think you might see like not only the Usos win, but maybe Roman uh, turn on on solo. Like, you know, just like he's disappointed. Either he takes the pin or he causes causes Roman to get pinned, God forbid, somehow. Um yeah. and that and he just snaps and gets rid of Solo. And then good guy Usos brings Solo back into the fold, even though he turned their back on them like a week or two ago or whatever it is. Uh and then, you know, the 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 beginning of the fall of the Roman Empire as we as you know, I think he can he can hang on to it by himself with Heyman for a while. God knows Heyman's won Brock enough matches like just from the outside. He could do the same thing with Roman and they can always just bring in a new gaggle of guys who the fuck wouldn't want to sit at the table with the yeah. head of the table. Right. You know, the family's big enough and deep enough. They could definitely bring in four uh, Samoans from the Indies that are all yeah. bloodline related that could easily stand on either side of them. Even if they didn't say a word for three months, right. they could do it. Jacob Fatu is sitting down in MLW, man. Bring him up. Bring him up. He's good. There you go. He's good. I liked him quite a How about bit. About Manu, he was already on TV with uh, Legacy during with go. Cody Rhodes and you know Ted DiBiase Jr. underneath uh, Randy Orton. Right. Do so it. you know Bring all these people. He up. has experience. Right. Uh, agreed. 
Okay. Um, I, I don't know. This one, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what happens. I, 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 I want to say that that um, Roman and Solo are going to win to stretch this out a little bit. Uh, but um, I, I am not sure. But I'm going to go with Roman and Solo on this. Can't wait to do it. We, we'll come back and and do a, um, a, a recap on Money in the Bank next week. Lord willing to see how that develops. Um, I also want to talk about Dark Side of the Ring. And I forgot to bring that up with you guys. Um, I, I don't know. Watching that series makes me not want to watch professional wrestling. And yeah, I remember something I that you it. said. Striz said it. Striz said it um, before we stopped doing um, WLR consistently back in the day, and and I was like, "Yo, what did you think of this?" And he's like, "Nah." He's like, "I'm not doing it." You know, it only highlights all all the worst shit that happens in professional wrestling. But beyond that, it it, it highlights um, how shitty some of these promoters are. And 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 I've never really liked Vince McMahon, but I'm a huge fan of Paul Heyman. You know, and 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 uh, and I. This is me as a fan, right? I don't know what's going on backstage. I don't know, you know. And then, you know, I I get with people that do know, and they tell me other things. You know, um, the PW hustle is is named after Paul Heyman, it's the the Heyman hustle. That's what he used to do. So I was like. Let's call it the PW Hustle because I thought it was fucking dope. I thought the Heyman Hustle was a great name, and 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 Paul Heyman is 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 uh, amazing at what he does, but he's probably a low quality human being, and 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 I've come to that conclusion, and and, and they didn't even highlight this on Dark Side of the Ring. I want to talk about it though, but it was just something that they mentioned that led me to believe that because the Dark Side of the Ring had nothing really to do with Paul Heyman. I was I was watching the one with uh. Chris Candido and um and Sonny, you know, which is sad as fuck, you know. Um, but so many of these are sad as fuck. You know, the the one of the ones that, that's pretty sad, but it, it it ended up being a positive thing was was Magnum TI. Um that that one turned out to be a lot better. Or TA Magnum TA, I think it was. Yeah, 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 Magnum, Magnum PI is the uh right. Tom Selleck show. Yeah. You know, and 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 I, I was explaining it to my wife. I'm like, I I was a WWE kid, I, you know, I, I really didn't know what was going on on the other end. I, right. I really loved it, you know, and I didn't get to see it too much on TV, but whatever. I want, I do want to talk about it next week. So let's, let's talk a little bit about dark side. Um, and, uh, and we'll recap whatever's going on in professional wrestling. And maybe we'll touch on some, I, I want to get your guys thoughts on the submersible. Cause we, we spoke about it, uh, last time. And I was like, super concerned. I was like, oh man, you know, as of right now, as of this taping, they have, you know, 40 hours left of oxygen. Turns out that was a load of shit. Um, so what am I going to say? But I do want your they thoughts you. on that. Psh, tell me about it, bro. <laughs> yeah, they got me. They, 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 they definitely did. Because I, I was up there sitting like this, you know, yeah, trying to see, figure out. Life's a lot on. easier when you just don't give a fuck. Like, I, <laughs> I was completely content with that thing fucking exploding the second I heard it was down there. And dude, man, yo, the internet is relentless, man. Yo, Instagram. Now, fuck is, these people, man. Rich, rich people doing stupid shit because they're bored and rich. This should happen more times than not. Rather, really. I mean, that's just that's how I feel about it. Well, there you go. I eventually, I aspire to be one of these rich people, so bored with so much money that I do stupid shit and die in an implosion that the whole world fucking finds out about. Okay, that's okay. how I want to go out. But um, yeah, as for these people, fuck them. 
the Andrew Bellow. Ladies and gents, tell them where they can find you. What's up? Oh, they could find me on the Twitter machine at the Andrew Bellow. That's T-H to the E-A-N to the D-R-E-W-B-E-L-L-O. By the way, a rap. You can find me on YouTube, also at the Andrew Bellow. I'm not going to spell it again. Rewind, bitches. Uh, but yeah, we'll be right back here on WLR. A pleasure to be amongst you fine gentlemen, even though one of you is Billy Ray. Even though one of them is me. Mecca, Garfield, Billy Mecca Ray. <laughs> Mecca G. Right, um, and once we get my, my shit sorted out here, I'll be able to play some of Bellow shit for you guys. That'll be dope. Okay. There you go. Striz, what's up? Tell them where they can Yo. find you. You can find me this Friday on Channel Attitude with uh, Ben Hameen doing the Friday locker room like I've been doing because it's the summer of Striz, baby. All right. And uh, we're keeping the party rolling. And uh, God knows we'll have some headlines to talk about and some what other bullshit he brings up. It's always a fun show with Ben Hameen. It's never a dull moment. So I always look forward to talking to him. He's one of my best buds in the business and uh, known him for over a decade. And I always look forward to talking to that dude. And uh, just as much as I love talking to you guys. So. Uh, if you're not following me on Twitter and you feel like you want to, go to at Steve underscore. And uh, next Tuesday, I'll throw another um, silly question out there for you to answer. If you'd like a shout out, go ahead and respond to the tweet and uh, we'll have some fun. I had a lot of fun with this week's. Uh, I love talking about food. Uh, so me that's dope. Yeah. And my, my favorite's been what, what what your favorite dessert was. And of course, I can never pick one. So I can never pick one of any of these things. But I, I, I enjoy talking about it. I, well, we could do a whole show on this shit, man. Yeah, we could talk about that all day. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid, Juan Champagna, Mecca G, BRV. <laughs> you know the deal. You know where you can the find one me. In- true Spanish God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and um, you can find me on September 9th uh, at Free World NYC. All right. So g- come down. Come, and, and the list of presenters is just growing. I'm not going to have time. People are hitting me up and saying that they want to present at this thing. I, I'm not going to have time to fill everything. I, I, I have to figure this out next time we do this because people want to present. And, and that's Is Isaac Weitzhaupt coming? Isaac Weitzhaupt, actually, my boy Isaac, shouts to him. We so had Isaac. preliminary talks about uh, him headlining uh, next year. Nice. So we're just we're talking about it. There's nothing confirmed. Um, there's literally there's nothing. We just have I to think make you can make money just in autographs. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but um, he's you got know, three hundred um, books to sell. <laughs> got a ton of shit going on, man. He's 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 on his grind, Mister Wise Up. Yeah, uh, shouts to him. He's a good dude, man. I like him. I like yeah, him. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Um, uh, so um. That that might happen moving forward. Let's see if this is uh, if this is successful, then we'll think about doing more. Um, but but make sure you look out for the link. Tickets were supposed to go on sale today. They'll be on sale tomorrow. Um, uh, and and that is all we got, ladies and gents. And, and the Andrew Bellows here. Yo, Bells, I got to tell you something. What's up, man? Hey, man. What's going on? I'll catch you punk ass down the road. Your punk ass. Your punk ass. I'll catch you down the road. And and, and if Hi, if if. What's if up? If there happens to be Jungle Boy walking around, you and I <laughs> will beat the living trash out of him, take pictures, and send them to Stridge. It's going right. to be dope. We're I'll getting up out of here. That's ladies I'm going to grab him by his ankles and beat Joey Janela to death with him. That's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I'm getting up out of here. Peace. I like big titties. You like big titties. Tickle, bitty. Boom. Boom.
We're not off the air yet. We are not 